0: Well, good evening, everybody. It's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mirror, Alberta. And as promised, I'm doing a quick podcast, live stream, vlog cast, whatever you want to call it, gong show, to talk a little bit about some of the questions that were asked in the webinar that was uh, started at seven o'clock, and it was an Alberta Prosperity Project webinar with Michelle Sterling from Friends of Science. So there was lots of questions in there that uh, I didn't get a chance to answer. I was busy in the background trying to answer in the comments as best I could. Um, And there's a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about that wasn't really on topic with that particular webinar. So I figured why not do a quick live stream tonight and uh, discuss some of that. And what better way to do one of these things than with Mr. Kerry Lambert. Hey, everybody. Was that a good intro? That was that was amazing. I was thinking yeah, we it, could do something like the are you ready to rumble thing, but a different Chris and Carrie type thing.
1: Well, I think if we did it that way, then uh, we'd have to pay royalties because I think that's, that's
0: definitely copyright material. Are you uh, ready
1: to Chris and Carrie?
0: I have an idea. Why don't we do like, are you ready to get so much information you feel like you've been hit by a train? Oh, I like that. Little
1: patent pending trademark thing on that. Yes, I, I'm going to have a beer if you don't mind. I don't. I don't usually drink. Certainly not on an app webinar. I'm I don't
0: drink either. However, I have realized that uh, I think these may have saved our life.
1: Lucky. Oh, we were definitely lucky that day.
0: Mm. Yeah. So
1: we would have been um, even more lucky had it actually not happened altogether. But that's a different story.
0: That is true. Yeah. Was it you that told me? I said, uh, if only this or that or something, we oh, would have like made it. and you, someone said, or
1: two or before. And no, it's I'm a total fatalist. I believe that things are done in certain ways. And uh, there's reasons for pra- practically everything. And I think that we yes. were meant to be in that accident for some bizarre reason. Just for and funsies.
0: Yeah. But I, I said we would have made it if whatever. And whoever I was talking to said, you idiot, you did make it. Oh, I that that would have been me. <laughs> yeah. Sounds something like something you'd say. So great webinar. Um yes, lots of information. I didn't even fall asleep three times. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah, Chris was behind the scenes. So again, uh, if you if didn't get to watch the webinar, that's totally fine. You can go back and watch it after this. But the um it's for the Alberta Prosperity Project, and it was based on um the uh, the lockdowns and uh and how you know climate change and 50 minute cities and and all that sort of stuff so there was a lot of information in there and um the the girl that usually runs the app webinars is actually out on vacation which is good for her because man That'd i, wish, be I could, nice. wish i wish i could actually have a vacation at some point but so she left it in charge for us and i know totally incompetence like why would you ever leave anything in with Chris and Carrie didn't be in charge, but pretty she stunning. did And, um, yeah. And, uh, actually I think we did a pretty good job.
0: No, I, yeah, you did we an excellent reasons. job and we there was, and was a lot of really good information there. Yep. And if people want to go back and watch it later, that's great. Don't do it right now because we're, we I mean, we're talking to you right now, so that'd be rude. That's right. Um, but you can also go to what, uh, friendsofscience.org. Yeah. Check out their website. Yeah. And as always, um, because it's almost impossible to talk to the climate alarmists, I recommend that people go to energytalkingpoints.com. Very good. Uh, it's Alex Epstein's website. And you can, you can, basically, you, you learn some talking points, how to address climate alarmists when they're telling you, oh, but the earth is going to be on fire by 2016. And you can say things like, well, it's 2023 and the earth still isn't on fire. As a matter of fact, it's cooler. Or, you know, we must achieve net zero at all costs. You can say, well, actually... We should probably be pursuing human flourishing and prosperity at all costs, but you know what I mean? Those kind of things. So yeah, visit right. those two websites, yeah. friends of science.org, Tons of information. Uh, Michelle's presentation is on that website, I believe. As is most no, important. it'll
1: it'll be linked to it. We'll, we'll it's linked we'll to it. Yes, we'll post the link to it.
0: Uh, okay, so you find that. it there. Yeah. And EnergyTalkingPoints.com. Alex Epstein, a brilliant young philosopher who is uh, teaching people how to think differently about. Humanity and yep. energy and all sorts of things. So Sorry. now that that's done, yeah. You didn't ask me about my hair.
1: Well, I, I was I wasn't sure if it was a sore sore spot on you because I'm not sure if you're rocking the Rod Stewart hair or if you were trying a different haircut. Did you sleep funny last night, or did you I sleep always, funny all day? I always sleep
0: funny. I make funny sounds while I'm sleeping too. Apparently. <laughs> Um, no, I, I actually I've I found a really cool video on the internet where someone's calling me a government agent again and a psyop and actually really? this time they say that I'm a pedophile what? and all sorts of weird things. Oh yeah, this guy has this uh, the spaghetti diarrhea. He accidentally shat on the wall and then put names by it, calling it a flowchart. Oh you know yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I found the guy that did it, and it wasn't that uh, uh, what's his oh. pickle there, the Maverick guy. Yeah, it was this guy. And this guy is bat shit, crazy, to quote Gil McGowan. Um, but I think he might actually be Rod Stewart. <laughs> Are you gonna show him? Do you
1: want to see him? Yeah, i'm I'm now you got my interest peaked. Well, everybody. <laughs> it's Rod Stewart.
0: It's Rod. And he has classic Rod Stewart stuff in the background, like a end geoengineering, stop chem spraying poster. Well, the first thing I saw was the great police tape from when he was uh, policed at one point. He knows the secrets because you'll see there off his shoulder. There's the book of secrets right (laughs) in the center of the screen. Uh, This is why he knows everything. There is a flat earth matters banner behind him. And if you look at the titles of some of these books, you're going to understand why this guy is the way he is. And
1: what's his name? Tommy Rogers?
0: The truth is, yes, Tommy Rogers. The truth (laughs) is the entire Canadian freedom movement is controlled opposition. This guy's a fucking idiot. Wow. Pardon my French. It wasn't French. That was racist. I'm sorry, French people.
1: He said, I'll hit
0: play and I'm just going to bounce through this a little bit and get this over with because I just want to show people where this came from. Okay. And basically make sure that everybody knows that I think this guy's a lunatic.
2: Okay. Personal life, time and energy into, um, sort of. Yeah, man, they're all weirdos. I figured something was up a long time ago.
0: Well, I am a weirdo, but that's beside point. <laughs> yeah, life. so. Where's this flow chart? Come on, flow uh, chart. Oh, he talks too much.
2: You know, he my brother. Oh, you- here we go. Oh, or just Norbitz. He's over here. Oh, there's That's, Chris uh, Yeah. The Liberty. Trinity bullshit. Bible College stripper. On
0: there. Pastor Tim's oh, You want to
2: follow these scumbags around? They're all involved with uh, weird sex and all this kind of stuff, too.
0: What? I don't even know what
2: Chris Wannabe Fly with this scamming. The Hive uh, Network scam mothers against distancing and all oh, that bullshit you know private education on demand the proud boys you know that's uh hanging around these people is a scumbag fucking there. mission man yeah i saw that you know brocco galati never followed the plan. case yet so Conrad. police and guard for thee it's got everybody in there vince all that uh bullshit with uh well, What's his name? Was it, supposed it, to be the
1: uh, up so nice and, and
2: bodyguard for uh, Trudeau. He's another fucking grifter too. That lying son of a bitch. All of them. This is this is the uh, uh, a task force that went okay. to the Ottawa.
1: I'm so upset. My name's not on there. What?
0: It's <laughs> got to be on here somewhere. Should we no. send him a message?
1: No. Oh, can can you add can you add someone else
0: in there? <laughs> So there are oh, comments. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And what do the comments say? I don't know. Oh, well, there's... Yeah. You by the way, I had no idea that Chris was actually going to be doing any of this. So live show, you just never know. I,
0: I wasn't actually planning on this. It just kind of <laughs> came up and that was it. Anyway, this is... Yeah, it's it's insanity. Uh, and man. most of these comments are people saying he's an idiot. Well, oh, then is. that's okay. Anyway, I think he's got some mental issues. However, I really liked his hair, so I figured I would try and rock the Rod Stewart hair. You and got, you, I don't know about you, Carrie, but I think it really works for me.
1: Yeah, you got to grow it a little longer. So do I. I'm
0: trying. I'm getting to the age now where it falls out though, a little bit, So, but I'll try. Quit combing it. Anyhow, uh, for anybody who's wondering about people who make videos like this, there are doers in this world and there are uh, ass sitters, of course, but there's also another group of people who are parasites and they basically latch on to whoever else's fame or supposed fame or accidental fame or whatever that they can in order to try and get some attention and make some videos, that get some views and get them some ad revenue and this and that. And you end up with complete lunacy like this. And it's not limited to, to this video. There's, there's, tons of it out there a a lot of it comes right from the federal government do you remember Kerry uh watching the uh the the government talking about Jeremy McKenzie
1: oh yeah yeah
0: now I don't agree with what Jeremy said on his podcast I think it was disgusting and I think he's an idiot for saying it and I would say that to his face and he would agree with me but what the government did is they basically took a joke of a podcast like a, a, a a satire and they created a national security emergency over it, and they just went completely bonkers. So this isn't just limited to guys like uh, pseudo Rod Stewart, pseudo Stewart here. Yeah. This is something that happens all the time. You mentioned the Mandela effect, Kerry. Yes, I did. You want to explain how that works because that is so that, very relevant to what we're what we're seeing these days.
1: Mandela effect is is the the, the 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 idea of concept that something um, as a collective we remember a certain thing in a certain way and then when we look back at it it's not quite that way so um, I actually looked up a couple of things before I'm, I'm gonna see if I can quickly find one um, it might be um, that uh, collectively did uh, Pikachu have a tail and people have to decide whether or not they actually had a he had a tail of course he did Oh, okay. Maybe. So I'm going to show that then. Yeah, I know. Are uh, some examples? Just a second here, um, and I'll see if I can even bring up some of these examples because they really are. Thank hilarious. you, Crystal. Well, oh, the the one that is uh, that's really good is the Berenstein Bears. Have you seen that?
0: The Berenstein, I Bears. Watch Berenstein Bears. Berenstein all the time. versus Berenstein cartoons with an excellent message.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, most people report remembering the name being the Baron Stein Bears with an E instead of the Barenstein bears. And actually, I remember them as being an E. Because it was like <laughs> you had to put that one up. Um many people report remembering Pikachu as having a black-tipped tail. In reality, the character has always had a solid yellow tail. Oh, so that that's that's the difference. Not that he didn't have a tail. So Mickey Mouse, um, often misremembered in the minds of fans. People often report the character wearing suspenders when he actually does not. So there are certain things. And and one of the things we were talking about with uh, Tiana the other day was um, back in 2012, they actually turned on the the CERN uh, um, collider uh, that basically rams particles at high speed and uh the uh, the uh, the theory is is that they did that back in 2012 well if you remember what happened in 2012 that was the the year that uh the world was supposed to be destroyed etc etc based upon the uh the what not the aztec calendar which was it the, uh, the mayan
0: calendar the mayan
1: calendar yeah. and uh so when they turned on the collider they actually thought that well maybe maybe we've gone to an alternate uh, universe and uh, so if you've ever seen the movie yesterday which is about uh, the Beatles or or more specifically it's not about the Beatles because the idea is that some event happens and um, there was a couple of a couple of people in the world that basically go back and they re- remember the Beatles even though the Beatles were removed from the world Coca-Cola was removed from the world it was so bizarre to actually watch this thing anyways it's a really good example of the Mandela effect so I'm not quite so, sure what you were asking about that, but
0: so it's, I guess it's kind of like if something is repeated enough, yes, it becomes the truth, even oh, though yeah. it's not. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, net zero at all costs to save humanity yeah. has been repeated so much that it's become the truth, although it's not. Uh, um, save a life, get jabbed, has been repeated so many times it's become the truth. It is not. Yeah, there's all sorts of examples of this. Yeah, and of course it's in the freedom movement. Now, a lot of these things, this, so this wall shit art that this guy made, <laughs> the LSD infused crayon catastrophe.
1: I think if I was going to design that thing, it certainly would have been a nice straight line graph like that. That I'm oh, man. I he just wrote number or names down and just kind of went like this.
0: This guy is anything but straight. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't a gay bashing. I don't care if he's gay. He's not straight in the head is what I mean. Yeah. His mind um if if a mind is supposed to be a straight line, his is shaped like a pig's dink. <laughs> anyway, this here, the people wishing that we were dead, um the people getting distracted and just going every which way in this freedom movement and this crushing weight that we're, that I'm sure you're feeling as well from people telling us their stories and and knowing that we need to do something and we know what the solution is yeah. and we want to go there and it's just everything's frustrating as hell. All of these things together yeah. got me to a point where I was becoming really, really negative. Yeah. Super negative. And it got to the point where I got a phone call at the restaurant. It came from a private number. I don't know if I told you this story or not yeah, yet. No, no, But uh, usually when it's a private number, it's a prank phone call from a Internet troll or a hater or, a, uh, you know, somebody with a mental disease or something. I don't know. Yeah. So I answer the phone call expecting that this is going to be a, a prank phone call. And the guy on the other line sa- on the other other end of the phone says, is Chris Scott there? Any I have a message for Chris Scott. And I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> and I'm in my mind now. I'm getting ready to say some really rude things because I've just given up on killing with kindness.
2: Yeah.
0: And I figured... I'm going to go full out rig style on this guy when he, when I talk to him and instead of being insulting or trolling me or anything, he says, I'm from up north of Edmonton. And I want you to let Chris know that there are thousands of us up here that support him. And we love that guy and we love what he's doing. And I'm like holding the phone. I couldn't even say, I couldn't even get it it out to say, this is Chris. Thank you for saying that. I just kind of, stumbled on my own words and my lips quivering a little bit. And I said, yeah, I'll give them the message when I put the phone down. Like wow. I was so embarrassed with myself for being at that point where I was that negative, that I was expecting <clears throat> this altercation with somebody Yeah, um, that I was even ashamed to say that, yeah, it's me. And thank you, you know? Wow. And that's, it's expected because this, I didn't actually expect it, but looking back, the last three years have been crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and now we have this weird conspiracy stuff against us, and people want us to die and all this crap. And it gets to be quite the weight. However, what I should have been focusing on is the hundreds of people that show up at the whistle stop cafe or phone me or send a message or write on napkins. I got I checked my mail for the first time in like six weeks yesterday. I didn't even Jessica picked it up for me. Oh. And there was uh three letters from the Netherlands and one from France. People who wow. wrote me letters saying, thank you for coming here and, and trying to make sure really? that Canadians know what's going on here.
1: That because awesome. if
0: Canadians and, and the Dutch stand together, we can win. Yeah. No, that's what I got to focus on. And I, and I'm sure you know that I know mm-hmm. that, but mm-hmm. in practical application in our lives, it's not always easy. Right. Yeah, that's right. You know, I, so, I,
1: I, I look back at even the, uh, when we were in the convoy and uh, I think there was one episode there where we were sitting in the truck and all you were doing is just opening up cards and, and letters and, and that. And it was a mini version of that yesterday at the whistle stop when, uh, everyone leaves at the end of the night. And then, uh, we, we discovered these little bags of, of trinkets and, and, yep. uh, stuff for us. And, uh, as, as thank you. And it was, it felt the same as, as the convoy. So I, you know, you're appreciated, Chris, you're definitely appreciated.
0: Well, and, and you are as well. And I got to say, Carrie, throughout this whole thing, um, I've learned that not everybody who says that they stand with you and they support you and they back you really know what they're saying.
2: Yeah.
0: But throughout this whole thing, I mean, I met you because you and Marla were, your restaurant was under attack
2: yeah. and
0: we just kind of immediately became friends and you've yeah. always been there for me. And, and I know that I can count on you and I really appreciate that. So, I guess, right. so you should know that. You're quite welcome. Well, thank you. Thank yes. you. And I see you crying, you pussy. Yes.
1: Yeah. Just don't, uh, just don't take me out over railway crossings again. And, uh... <laughs> And we'll be yes. okay.
0: <laughs> also, sorry, I tried to almost kill you. But anyway.
1: <sighs> okay, so now, so. now we're 20 minutes in and we haven't answered any of the questions from the webinar yet.
0: <laughs> okay, so you know what's been on my mind the most after watching the comments? What's that? People are asking, uh, where does Daniel Smith stand on these issues and why oh. isn't she doing anything about it? Yeah. yeah. And I have I, I have some speculation about that. And this is a result of conversations with um, uh, with Todd Lowen, and uh, Drew Barnes, and actually a, a couple other MLAs over the years. That well, the years, the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. A lot of the information that our politicians, our elected representatives, get are from their advisors and from the news. That's because right. Because that's supposed to be the trusted source of information. A lot of the directives they get are from external maybe global organizations that give suggestions to governments all over the world on how they should deal with certain issues. Mm-hmm. And up until the last, well, I don't know, maybe forever, but it seems to me up until the last like 15, 20 years, you could count on the news to some extent. Yeah. You could count on international organizations that had think tanks and, and were trying to figure out ways to deal with social issues or, environment issues or whatever. We could trust those things. We could trust our doctors and it's shifted now. So the same, but, but the same, but but those politicians are getting their information from those places still. Mm -hmm. So their advisors aren't going to tell them, Hey, you know, we're facing an uh, existential threat from a globalist organization that literally wants us to own nothing and be happy. Oh, and by the way, uh, they think that there's 6.5 billion too many people on the planet and they want to do something about it. Yeah. They're not going to tell them that. Yeah. So when you talk to these MLAs about most of these issues, they'll say, well, I I had no idea what the WEF is. What do you mean? What do you mean the WEF uh, influences our, most of our cabinet? What the heck? Yeah. And it's like, I know this and you know that. We've been talking about it for years but these folks who are making policy have literally blocked those channels or sources yeah. of information because they don't want to look like conspiracy theorists or extremists that is very true so a lot of these a lot of these folks have no idea what's going on but there is a way to fix that you create an organization yeah designed with the purpose of educating Albertans as to how we can become prosperous and what policies and things are coming at us that are not in our best interest. And then the politicians will pay attention because the people have been paying attention. And if the politicians want to get elected, they will start speaking the language of the people.
1: Yeah. Well, and and we've already seen that. Like, even when... um... When we, what there were eight UCP candidates, I think, the for the leadership, and um, they they ranged a whole gamut, and and in the end Danielle got in, and her and Todd Lowen for sure were the most freedom oriented of the candidates, and so that just goes to show that even uh, APP and even the independence uh, movement or the freedom movement had some influence on uh on the ucp right and yep. and all the members and again so i have said this before ucp were so impressed that they had 80 000 people sign up or whatever the number was versus it dwindled down to like say 20 or thirty thousand. so now you get all these people and they think yeah you know the ucp if people are excited about this no we we bought our memberships to to turf kenny yeah basically <laughs> we ended up doing that Mm -hmm. And then the next step was, okay, now we need another leader who are we going to vote in. And then it just felt like that took like, what, forever to to actually happen. And it did. And now we're still in the same situation where we're going to be running into um, another uh, election in May. And uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff that happens before the end of May.
0: There's going to be a lot of questions that have to be answered. And if you're one of those people and your question is, why is such and such a politician... Not talking about these things that are coming at us, you need to get out of your chair yeah. and go to the meetings. One of which was, I think it was last night, I missed it. It was uh, the UCP nominees for Lacombe Pinocca. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Of which my favorite is Jennifer Johnson Bender they were, they had a town hall and I missed it. I was, I was working, but you you need to go to this. We need to go to these things and we need to ask them those questions, ask the candidates, those questions and don't back down. And don't let them tell you that you're a conspiracy theorist for asking about globalist infiltration into our province because it's happening. And our premier has even acknowledged that it's happening and spoken out against it. Mm -hmm. She literally said, why would we have anything to why would we have anything to do with a globalist organization that brags about influencing our politics? That ain't happened in Alberta. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Now, aside from the UCP and and what people have done to revamp or revitalize or refresh that, there's something else that's happened. The Independence Party of Alberta has also been refreshed. Mm-hmm. It is nothing what it was when it first started. Absolutely. It's become a place where the people who are not scared yeah. of having these conversations. Of standing up against these things that are coming at us, yeah. of looking like extremists, they are willing to stand up and speak about these things, even though people may not be ready to hear it, and they may think that it sounds a little bit crazy. Yeah. But you know what? Conspiracy theories are only theories for a couple months, yeah. and then they're history.
1: Yeah. When we, we were at the uh, the Freedom Riders uh, event a couple couple of Saturdays ago, and and I was actually shocked, amazed. Pleasantly surprised at how many Independence Party flags and stickers that I saw in vehicles as they were driving by. That's that parade. That's that parade we were talking about.
0: It's happening. I know. It is, it is quite literally happening. And yeah. you know, the only political party, well, I mean, I guess there's a couple, but the ones that I'm not going to mention are completely 100% irrelevant. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the NDP is not doing anything to address any of these questions. No, you're right. And there's a, I think there's two reasons. Number one, they don't want to answer the questions because the answers are not going to be popular. Hmm. And number two, they actually believe that these things that are coming for us, and to, to sum it all up, the own nothing and be happy scenario is for our own good. So they will not answer these questions properly. They hmm. will not stand up against it because it's actually what they want. So I would say as a Canadian and, and an Albertan, the only time I would ever agree that a vote is wasted is if that vote doesn't it doesn't uh, hold the values of democracy and freedom in the highest regards. And that would be a vote for communism. Mm-hmm. That's a wasted vote. If you want that, there are plenty of other countries in the world that are, Excellent communist yeah. countries. I mean, China, I hear, is nice this time of year. <laughs> Russia is, not is. I think it's nice most of the year. It's kind of like Canada, same kind of weather. And if you speak against the government, you know, you can go to Siberia for a vacation. Yeah, that's true. We don't want that here in Canada. Mm-hmm. We don't want it. Yeah. And if we don't want it, we have to be willing to speak out against it. Speak out against these policies that go against what it means to be Canadian, that mm-hmm. go against democracy policies that our NDP and liberal government literally want to shove down your throat
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's a question I missed it
1: well scroll back you have that uh, technology Carrie what's in my background restaurant owner also yeah it's well actually this is just my basement it's uh yeah it's it's not a virtual background. I remember uh, one of the first lives that we did, somebody said, uh, I don't like having uh, a virtual background in your background. And it's like, uh, it's not a virtual background. It's actually my basement.
0: <laughs> ah, here it is. Yeah. Kerry's basement is awesome. If you ever get a chance to go hang out with him there, yeah. do so. You get some pinball and some arcade games. and Yes. To the left of his head, there's a stand-up arcade game that has thousands of games,
1: 7,000 games on that one. Yeah.
0: And then there's a jukebox that isn't actually a jukebox.
1: Actually. Yeah. And you can't see it, but I've actually got a digital jukebox just out of, out of range here.
0: And on the other side, there's another one. Well, no, this one's, screen. Screen. this one's actually yeah.
1: a touchscreen. I used to have like, like 60 of these little touchscreen games back in the, back in the early two thousands. If you remember before, um, what was the game? It was a candy crush. was the one that came out on our phones. That yep. killed That cu- killed the whole, um, uh, there were two companies. One was called Merit and the uh, Merit Megatouch. And then the other one was uh, JVL. And JVL had a bunch of different games. This one's a JVL game.
0: And yeah, nobody got, needs those anymore. They have it in a mind. Merit game over here. No,
1: because you can play all the games that you ever want on a phone.
0: Right? Well, you know what else you, can do? you don't that? even need to interact with human beings or have a physical boyfriend or that girlfriend is true. anymore. You, can, just you that, can have an AI best friend and Facebook yeah. encourages it. Yeah. Um. I was going through my Steam. You ever use Steam platform for games? I've got a couple of
1: games that are on Steam, yeah.
0: So, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got quite a bit because I, yeah. I used to be and, and yeah. somewhat still am quite the nerd. Mm. Uh, I have a huge Steam library and they give you a queue of games they recommend that you try. Yeah. And I'm scrolling through this queue and I get to a game. It's porn, hardcore porn in which you are... That you control your character, you can be whatever gender or genderless or a monkey or whatever you want, mm. and you basically run around and do whatever you want with anybody or anything or how like the sky's the game? limit here. It's a game, and it has they were it said they have like uh attachments that you can wear and wear yeah. that stimulate you physically while you're playing these games. Really? So what they're doing is they're literally trying to trying to move our our social, our physical, our spiritual, our our everything, our interactions from people to ai to machines. Wow. It's insane. Like you want to talk about those machines being replaced by your phone? They're trying to replace people with machines. That is crazy, cool, right? Yeah. So cool. That way yeah, you can I mean, just
1: live in a 50 square foot apartment.
0: Yeah, less carbon footprint, yeah. no STDs. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, yeah. the odd bacterial infection if you don't clean your toys, but whatever, you can go to one of those virtual doctors and they can dispense <laughs> uh, vending machine antibiotics and you're good to go. Unbelievable. The attack on what it means to be human knows no limits. Yeah, yeah. Remember, uh, in, in a lot of my speeches, I talk about how the government is everywhere in our lives, even in our bedrooms. Yeah. During COVID, they told us who we could sleep with. Yeah. They told us how we could have sex with people.
1: I was going to say that. It didn't uh, Tam say something about that?
0: <laughs> I don't know if it was Tam or if it was uh, the BC health health people. Bonnie Henry or what something. Yeah. It was one of those wackos talking about, we should try and have sex around corners so that we don't breathe on each other Yeah. and also um, do fun things like use glory holes so that we don't have any contact. I'm sorry, but that's a very intimate thing. And we're supposed to have contact with each other. That's the way we're built. That's how, what it means to be human. Yeah. And they want to take those things away. Yeah. Anyway, I got severely off topic.
1: (laughs) As we always do. That's why we can never do a TikTok because it's like we're already 33 minutes in and we haven't even talked about.
0: <laughs> well, we already talked about guess, glory holes, so we're on a roll here. Yes, like Demolition Man. Yeah, Like Demolition Man. There oh, is they're... going. To, if this doesn't stop, there's going to be a time the next generation, they're going to think it's uh, wrong to have any kind of fluid transfer between humans yeah. and they're going to be having virtual sex.
1: Yeah, and Just talk like Demolition about... Man. Taco Bell will win the franchise wars.
0: But you know what? If it comes to Demolition Man, I'll be living underground, revving up my 1976 Gran Torino, eating roasted rats, and doing proper fluid transfers as God intended. (laughs) True. Yeah. Um. So I keep getting, like, I keep getting, yes, they did say that, by the way, Jody. In the comments, it keeps coming up about politicians and and lots about daniel smith what's she doing what's she doing why aren't we doing this
2: yeah
0: if you want your politicians to do something make them do it They're supposed
1: to be our representatives they're the ones that are supposed to be like they're not they're not the leaders like we're the ones they're our
0: slaves they're supposed to be our slaves
1: that's right they're they're really are supposed to be our representatives i don't actually mean
0: slaves but
1: we're, we're supposed to tell them what to do and how to go and par- go to parliament, right? A to place speak. to speak. place yeah. to speak on our behalf. Yep.
0: Yeah. Right? So and- if you bring enough people to a political thing, those politicians will be your voice. Mm-hmm. If there's enough of you. David Parker, when I first met him, first couple uh, times I heard him speak, he would say, in politics, if you bring it, all you have to do to win is bring enough people. If you bring mm-hmm. the people, you will win. And sense. we have shown that to some extent over the past year mm-hmm. with what's happened with the current government and how their their well, I mean the government's changed and how their messaging and their wording has also changed because we started to bring enough people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we, we really have to continue that. Yeah. Oh my. Um there was something else. Ah yes, I I actually titled this uh Valentine's Day Post Valentine's oh, yeah. Day thoughts. Yeah. And our palate politicians bad people. Now, for the Valentine's Day, I just want to say a huge thank you to uh my sister Melody and her husband Ken who is my head chef at the Wurstup Cafe, yeah. and my girlfriend Jessica, and everyone else who lent a hand here and there uh Wendy and actually, even Jesse came out the other day and helped me with some stuff. Who made that happen? We sold so much lobster and steak last night; it mm-hmm. was it was absolutely amazing.
1: And we it was a, it really was. And I, we jokingly said it. It was the best steak and lobster I've ever had in Mere Alberta. But honestly, it was it was, it
0: was, <laughs> it was Roger.
1: Roger. Yeah, Roger. It, yeah, it was. It was a absolutely delicious meal and definitely the top five meals you've ever made and yep. it was ken was.
0: yeah ken was back there putting stuff together roger was broiling lobsters and doing yep. the steaks and they did a, a, such a good job yeah i've eaten in a lot of really really good places i've eaten at gordon Ramsay steak in las vegas it yep. was fantastic and i have to say last night's meal at the whistle stop cafe was top five yeah in my life oh yeah. It, yeah it's true very true phenomenal so yeah. a lot of, a lot of steaks, a lot of lobster, a lot of prawns. We did bacon wrapped scallops. We had mushroom risotto. Yeah. Um, and also earlier in the day, the farm fest convoys converged at the whistle stop to meet and gather there and express their, uh, express themselves politically and otherwise. Yeah. It was a, it was yeah. an amazing day. Yeah, Awesome. We really needed that. And it felt yeah. great to be yeah. busy at the cafe again. And I hope we can continue this throughout the summer. It'd be awesome. Not just because it's good business, but because it's good people. Yeah
1: and the weather was great. It was, it, they had called for a minus 15 or as a high and minus 25 or something as a low, but it, it was minus six and the sun was out and it felt like it was above zero. And uh, so that, that really just made the day amazing.
0: Until later in the afternoon. and then Oh, and speaking of which, when I, so I was busy in the cafe, I was waitressing pretty much all day. Yes, you were. And I couldn't get outside. So a fr- friends of ours showed up, Bruce and Amelia, and he hopped in my picker truck. I had got the picker chained up and gotten the deep snow and got the stage out, and I couldn't get it set up. So Bruce hops in there, drives it over, gets it yep. set up, puts the picker up the whole nine yards. It was awesome. But that's that's what happens at the whistle stop because that's the kind of people that's the kind of people we are there, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Thank you so much, Bruce and Amelia. You guys are amazing. You really yeah.
0: are. You guys, you guys rock. You rock. Yeah. Just As- like. It. What does Tenacious D say? They rock your socks off.
1: (laughs) Oh, someone said lobster is bad for your health and
0: gives you cancer. Everything is bad for your health and gives you cancer. You already have cancer, by the way. You have to keep your body healthy so it can fight it. Ah. Mm -hmm. That is, that's actually true, I guess. But uh, there is something to to be said for that. Uh, Any bottom feeding, carrion creeping type animal, Mm -hmm. uh, You know, they could have bad stuff in them, but it's delicious. Because they eat all the the garbage. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it really was delicious.
0: So much butter. So much butter. (laughs) I can't wait to eat some more. (laughs) Anywho, um, the second part of it was, are politicians bad people? No, they're not. They're not bad people. They are people just like you and me. And they've got a tough job to do. And they certainly can't please everyone. And I've come to realize... I'm I hate to say it. In some regards, I'm famous. As are you, Carrie. I mean, you go through the gro- you go in the grocery store and someone will say, "Hey, are you are you Chris?" It's
1: they they often will say, "Are
0: my Chris?" Yeah. That's what I mean.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Or or you'll be in a parking lot and someone will yell, "Terry!" Or
1: Jerry or Gary or Yeah. You're close, you're so close, and that's okay. You so actually know it.
0: we've got this weird accidental fame. Mm. And because of that, we end up on diarrhea wall art where people are saying we're controlled opposition. Now, imagine you're a politician and everybody knows who you are and everybody has a, a concern and you can't please everybody. And so the unhappy butthurt people all of the sudden start spinning crazy tales about you. Yeah, It happens, right? So knowing that they're just normal, mostly, I, I shouldn't say they're all normal because there's some politicians out there that are baby-eating bastards, yeah. but most of them are normal. Um, how do we, what do we do so that our politicians want to do the right thing so they can do the right thing? That was for you, Kerry.
1: Oh, that was for me? Give them support? Yep. Lift them up? Mm-hmm. Tell them you love them. Cuddle them if you can.
0: I don't know if we can do that anymore. <laughs> I think that's like a Biden thing. You know, I've got I've got
1: a few uh, politicians that I'd really love to have sit down and uh, have a good conversation with. But sadly, I think for me, I would be complaining to them. But the yeah. idea really should be, you should be helping them, helping them along. Constructive yeah. criticism is good, right? If you, um, want,
0: if you want the government to go the direction you want to go, mm-hmm. you create a parade that they want to get in front of.
2: Yeah.
0: And you take them where you want to go. Yeah. That's how you do it.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's what we're doing. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. I actually had a conversation with my daughter the other day and I said to her, um, you know, you cannot... And this came from, believe it or not, an Indian guru, a literal Indian guru that I met in Calgary actually I think you know him and he said to me you cannot change or control the way other people think or feel or what their opinions are or whatever what you can control is how you interact with that person and the things you offer them and by by doing that the right way yeah um if you're, if you're, if you're doing it effective and for the right reasons, you can bring them to your side mm-hmm. simply by doing what you know is right. And, and, and leading by example.
2: Yeah.
0: And I kinda, it kinda hit me like a freight train when I said that, because i you know, like I said, I've been focusing on all this negative stuff and what other people are doing and how pissed off I am that yeah. they're just so distracted every time they see a microphone.
2: Yeah.
0: And I thought, you know what? I can't concentrate on that. and We shouldn't concentrate on that. We should be focusing on what we can do and how we can change to make the world a better place.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is exactly why I've done my hair like this.
1: Awesome. The Rod Stewart look.
0: Mm-hmm. Making the world a better place. One terrible haircut at a time.
1: <laughs> and you're not going to be able to change people's minds in one conversation, right? No. And, and that's the thing too, is that you'll, you'll have the awkward conversations with people or you'll have conversations that Definitely don't go the way that you want them to, and you know what? That's okay. Step back, and maybe try another day. Right? There's a lot of a uh, lot of memes out there that uh, that say if things don't go the first first time around, you either try try again or just fuck it and do it another day.
0: Yep. <laughs> exactly. Have a beer. Relax. Yep. Yep. Reset. Wayne, a good friend of mine, good friend of yours as well, I know, Yeah, yeah says politicians say whatever it takes to get elected, and that is 100% true. But how do they know what to say? Well, they look around them, and they see what the parade is. They see what the polls say, yeah. and that's what they say. Our political structure right from municipal all the way up to the prime minister have a critically serious, catastrophic lack of leadership. Mm-hmm. Their campaigns are based on what the computer and what the polls tell them are the right things to say to get in front of the parade that's out there. And unfortunately, the parade that that they got in front of, which is the anti-human globalist agenda, including net zero, has been built by organizations that have infiltrated our country, non-government organizations from other places sent to convince us that we need to destroy ourselves in order to benefit us. Yeah. But in doing so, all we're doing is transferring billions and billions and trillions of dollars of wealth from us to them. That's the parade they're getting in front of because they think that's what's going to get them elected. Yeah. And to some extent, they're right. But in the last three years, so many people have stood up and said, Hey, what the hell's going on? I've got a chain on my restaurant. I thought this was a free country. We've started to ask questions and we realized. We've realized what's what's happened and we're trying really hard to fix it. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, mm-hmm. r- our, our friend, Roger Hodkinson, Dr. Roger Hodkinson. He says that COVID might be one of the best things that ever happened to us because it woke us up. It got us off the couch and it opened our eyes. Yeah. And now we have an opportunity to do something great and change yeah. the world.
1: There are there are two thoughts about uh, COVID. Number one, if it didn't happen, would would they have snuck in this whole agenda some other way? and and likewise if 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 covid happened even worse than it actually did and people didn't you know people didn't stand up we would be even further down that agenda than we are right now so again i'm a fatalist and it's like there are reasons why things happen there are reasons why people have woken up when they did certain uh, events the convoy being a big one really made people go, oh, there's other people out there that have the same thoughts. Here's, a, yep. here's, an, interesting, alone. here's an interesting story, and I didn't tell you about this. So when we, uh, I was packing up and driving out to the whistle stop yesterday, um, I ended up using markers, not necessarily, markers, whatever they're called, on the side of the, the van. And I put hashtag free Alberta's pr- political prisoners, hashtag free Chris, Jerry, Tony, Chris. And then I had uh, hashtag, thank a farmer, hashtag, uh, no food, uh, no, no farmers, no food. I think those were the, the ones that I did. Anyways, the point of that is here I am outside on my driveway doing that. And a random guy just walks by, walks by my van and he stops after he's passed the van and he's turned, turns back around. And he said, I just want to let you guys know, thank you for all that you're doing for freedom. And I thought, wow, like random guy, this is great. And then he proceeds to walk back to me and he says, yeah, you know, my, my wife and I don't agree on this. And uh, she actually wants to move more into the city and I'd like to get out. And we actually had quite a conversation. So, and he lives the next block over from me. His name is Scott. Maybe Scott's watching. And um, so I said, you know what? We, sh- if you if you feel like talking, and you don't have anybody to talk to about this, and he says, well, you know, their friends have ostracized him, and I said, yep, I get it. Family, friends, they're they're not really sure. You are not alone. You are definitely not alone in this. So, I thought that's uh, that just goes to show you that there are more people out there than you think.
0: And this isn't the first time this has happened in history. This has nope. happened hundreds of times in hundreds of places. Yeah. Um, It's not new. Yeah. But the result is always the same and truth always prevails. Yeah. Good always wins. And as a matter of fact, I have a special public service announcement for everybody. And I I guess this is for you, whether or not you believe in God or religious or whatever. So I'm a Christian. I believe what the Bible says. I believe that um, Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and that and and it's a free gift through grace, and that's that's what I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I also believe that this is a battle between good and evil. Now, you pro- people probably have heard that a lot, right? Um, what's happening right now in the world is a battle between good and evil. And if you don't believe it, watch the Grammys, watch the Super Bowl halftime yeah. show, watch, look at what's going on around you. Truth is persecuted, lies are celebrated, children are sacrificed. And I don't mean well, I'm sure they are probably somewhere sacrificed, but um their, their futures are sacrificed, humanity is is uh scorned, the human race is believed to be a virus on the planet. Everything is upside down. Uh, but the one thing that gives me hope is that I know this is a battle between good and evil. I also know that this battle was fought and it was won over 2,000 years ago on the cross. Mm -hmm. So for all of you folks out there who are God-fearing men or women or religious or spiritual, whatever, keep in mind the battle has already been won. And that was was promised to us thousands of years ago. Mm -hmm. What we're experiencing right now is simply the epilogue to the movie. This is the tail end of things. Mm -hmm. So if ever you're getting anxious about what's happening or you're losing hope or you're just getting depressed about the way the world is going take heart and know that we don't have to worry about whether or not we're going to win the battle because somebody already won it for us there you go and no this is not a uh what was that what are those guys remember the guys on tv that were healing people by smacking them in the head like the oh yeah well he healed back this isn't that that's just the way I feel about it. And that's yeah. what, what gives me hope. Yeah. No. And
1: you, you got to believe what you believe and, and fully believe it.
0: Right. Well, I, I feel bad for people that, um you know, that can't see that or don't want to believe it because the alternative really is very bleak. It's very empty. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And not knowing, you know, wondering if, if, the world is just gonna to go to hell, go to shit. Yeah. Um, that's gotta be really tough. Yeah, I think. So very very heavy. Anyway, weight. yeah. So we went from glory holes to um, biblical interpretation and religion. Yeah.
1: And again, Chris, it was gonna be a gong show. Chris opened up and said this was gonna be a quick lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: quick. Yeah, quick. Norman's doing great. For those that have been asking. Yes,
1: actually. Yeah, I I saw Norman yesterday and um, his hair is growing all over his body again.
0: (laughs) He's got a bald ass still from the surgery, but he's uh, he's loving life. It's like he's got a renewed that dog stinks. Norman's got a a renewed lease on life and he's the most affectionate cat in the world. To the point of, you know, he can't sleep in my room anymore because he just like he bonks your face and he's crawling all over you. And oh, my yeah, God. He's just so happy. Yeah. This dog is not allowed to sleep with me because he stinks. Oh, off he's he goes. Nice.
1: Cruiser.
0: Yeah, it's Cruiser. Wagging <laughs> his stinky tail.
1: <laughs> oh, off he goes.
0: Did you know that pets are uh, on the unsustainable list with the United Nations and the WF? Really? As a matter of fact, they talked about it in Switzerland when they had their last little meeting here last month. Because they they eat things and they because they they have a carbon footprint and they're not necessary. Ugh. but one of our friends was commenting on the app webinar. Yeah, and they mentioned, well, what about service dogs or service animals? Oh yeah, that's true too. Right? Yeah, yeah, and it got me thinking. People have service animals to help them with all sorts of issues, like all I, sorts of things. I was yeah, and in a way. Like, why do any of us have pets?
1: Because they're awesome. Because yeah. they are awesome. They make,
0: make us feel great too. They right. do. Yeah. You come home Mental from a long day at work couch. and you sit down on the couch and the cat hops up on your lap. That's and right. you could be having the worst day possible, pissed off at the world. Cat hops up there, starts purring. You pet it a couple of times. All of a sudden you start feeling better. Yeah. Weird, right? It's almost yeah. as if pets were put here for a purpose to yeah. accompany yeah. us through our lives and make us feel better. That's right. So that's a, it's a very human thing, right? That's a very human thing to yeah. interact with another living creature yeah. and just share some positive energy. Yeah. But that's unsustainable.
2: Hmm. I was going to say, maybe maybe, that's, an
0: the, maybe right?
2: that's
1: the thing that, that, that binds us for the next you know lockdown or whatever it is and they say you know what no pets no pets people would rise up and go screw that i'm having my pet can you imagine how many people would be out with pitchforks for lack of a better word and going after their governments to say no i want my pet i love my pet
0: but but would they would enough i don't know i don't did know did enough I- people do that when they they muzzled us and and Injected our children with things and, oh, yeah, and took away our businesses. Did people do people really up? rise up? Will they rise up for pets? They might rise up for pets.
1: I'm not Honestly, saying we should do that or we should try that, but I'm saying that might be a catalyst.
0: Speaking of catalyst, that hmm. brings us right back full circle to what we're talking about with politics. Hmm. Um, I've heard a lot of talk about how we we have to make sure the NDP doesn't get in at all costs. Hmm. And I said something very controversial the other day. I said, people don't have a crystal ball and they don't know what would happen if we elected an NDP government by mistake again. They don't know if the NDP would have a four-year term and destroy the province or if they would bring in some stupid policies or start going knocking on people's doors, asking them why they haven't taken the jab. And end up destroying their own government because they're so stupid and anti-human. We don't know that. Yeah. That, that, that is a very, very good possibility. Look at what happened to our conservative government when they did stuff against us to the point where we rose up. Yeah. You know,
1: we all bought memberships.
0: We all bought memberships and boy, did we ever create a stink? Not literally. We created, uh, uh, some chaos in that party and we fixed some things. Right. So I I don't agree with the whole, um, do this at all costs, set aside your principles and vote for this. And I will maintain that, uh, if you want to vote for a UCP candidate, because they align with you the best and they're going to, you believe they're going to do a good job, um, vote for them. If Mm -hmm. that candidate is from the independence party, Mm-hmm. and you believe they're a good person and they're going to be an effective voice for you in the legislature vote for that person that's what democracy is about it's not about hey we're going to uh, set aside everything we believe in and vote for who we don't really like or don't believe in because people tell us to be scared of the alternative that's not democracy yep so
1: you 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 play games on steam have you have you played games like candy crush or whatever on your phone and the reason I'm asking that, no, is because I have a couple of games that I play, and they they show up with the ads, and I'm surprised at how many ads I've seen from the NDP and from the the PCs in terms of bashing each other, and those are on
0: ads on the phone. This is not such a bad idea. <laughs> well. Um. That do you remember when the ringtones and and cell phone games and stuff yeah. was in the news because it it turned into like a three billion dollar industry in a period of a couple of years?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And it was nothing. Like mm-hmm. there's you literally have nothing for your money. Yeah, a phone that you're gonna lose and replace, and the game will be irrelevant anyway. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I never played Candy Crush because uh, I watched so many people around me playing that game, yeah, and they, they just do. couldn't stop. You know, they're yeah. losing their job, they're getting divorced. It was the same with. Heyday, I used to play heyday all the time. I don't remember and that. you can you can't win it, there's no end. Like yeah. World of Warcraft. You remember oh, yeah. when people were murdering each other over World of Warcraft? Yeah. Like it's talk about distracting us from our own humanity. All of that stuff does. But it's it is fun. In small chunks. In small chunks. But I don't do the small chunk thing. <laughs> I remember when uh, Fable 3 came out and uh actually zach's grandma bought it for me for my birthday Mm. and i don't think i slept for two weeks i just really played oh man i could not stop playing that wow to work i didn't do anything i just played fable same with fallout when i played that and so um i won't play games that don't have an ending and i mean i mean i don't i have no time to play games now
2: but yeah
1: yeah no I still play. I like. I play the the quick arcade games because even if you're a really good player, how long is a game? Five ten minutes. Yeah. Right? They're, they're designed that
0: way. Well, right? remember when they used a to quarter. be a, a quarter? Yeah. And oh. you could only play as for as long as a quarter, quarter would last. And,
1: and really, most games lasted two and a half minutes. And trust me, I know the the, the specs and stuff on that. But that that was the design. Is there was two and a half minutes.
0: Mm-hmm. And we loved every two and a half minutes of it. I yeah, I absolutely loved them. Still, you do. remember? You must. When you were a kid, did you go to the arcade all the time? Oh man, I can still. Do you remember horrible nachos? Going to the arcade, you'd have a pocket full of quarters, and that yeah, was yeah. the funnest thing ever.
1: Yeah, I think it was around. Um, I was probably ten or twelve. Specifically, going to our bowling alley, and they used to have uh, arcades, and yeah, I'd go there with five bucks which was a lot of money in terms of quarters and you'd be there there kind of the whole afternoon and and you know there'd be a dozen games there and you'd try and spread your money out so that you're kind of good at a, a bunch of different games and then then it occurred to us that we would just spend all our money on track and field i don't know if you've ever played track and field
0: oh yeah like was, the was, nes yeah. version
1: yeah so the idea was that you would take a pen and you put your pen this way because the buttons were about this far away. And the idea was that you would hit them like this and that you'd be running really, really fast doing this way. And then you get really good and you use a pin and all you do is you just go really, really fast on one side and both sides just, do-do-do-do. Oh, we were so good at track and field doing that. You just got you know it. I, yeah.
0: I, I know exactly what you're talking about because yeah. uh, you remember the, you know, the original NES controllers, yeah. right? Uh, the, the cross pad and then the two Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I would hold it like this. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, I don't know. Let's see how I can do this. Yeah. So I, I would hold the controller like this. Yeah. And I would take my two fingers and I would just go.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: So it was just, you know what I mean? Definitely. And I, my, my high score on track and field was uh, nobody ever beat it. <laughs> Those uh, were the days. Those yeah. were the days. Yeah. When we could, you know, we could play a game and, and you know what? Then, really.
1: then they've ruined it. I was gonna say that. So when I was probably about 17, 18, we would go to the the uh, uh, arcades again, but they were actually legit arcades, they like wasn't a bowling alley or anything like that. And the idea was that you would pay you know five bucks an hour, ten bucks an hour to go in and play games. So I don't know if you remember the off-road games where they uh, they had the big steering wheels and, you know. Yeah, they had-
0: and you had a gear shifter? Yeah. Is
1: that the one? Yeah. That's right. And so, like, you'd have these little little trucks and stuff, and they'd, they'd drive around. And the idea was that for every lap, you'd go and you'd collect your, a wrench. And the more wrenches you get, uh, then you can that upgrade.
0: That was an your, awesome game. You
1: can upgrade your, uh, your equipment, you know, bigger tires, bigger engine, all that sort of stuff. Well, the problem was is instead of having it as a quarter of play, And it was just this blanket five or ten dollars people would get bored of their games after they've collected everything and just walk away and then when you walk up to the game well there's really no sense in playing the game because it's basically being completed already you've got all your top end toys you you know so there was a lot of games that way that to me were ruined that by going that uh that free play or that uh you know just just paying a one one time price Anyways, that's just me. But I still like playing games.
0: We should open an arcade. I should put an arcade, a we one up arcade. We should have an arcade, ar- have arcade there. Yeah. I should do that. Yeah. Actually, you know what? If anybody out there has any reasonably priced, actually, the two up, because playing with a friend is better. Yeah. arcade cabinet games, I, w- I actually want to put a couple in there. My sister's going to kill me. But I want to put in Rampage, yes. the original Rampage, yeah. and Excite Bike. I've got... Actually, no, Mario. Super Mario World. I'm
1: just going to show you. Actually, can I do it this way? Yeah, I can do it this way. I'm going to break things here. I'm trying to show you something that I know is not going to work. But (laughs) anyways, this little arcade game here, this is is funny. This was given to me as a gift. And I don't know if you can see, but it's got Rampage on it. Nice. Yeah, so you can actually play it and
0: Anyways, yeah, cool. kind of. A, it's a little bit anti-human. I mean, you play Godzilla and you reach in the yeah. building and, and you, people. And you, and you punch and yeah. Anyways,
1: yeah. so I occasionally will play Rampage. So that's why I brought it out because it's sitting right yeah.
0: there. You know what? Uh, Holly mentions one of an uh, another favorite because it came with the NES. Yes, and it's Duck Hunt. Yeah, you cannot say that too fast. That's true. That's Otherwise, like Mike.
1: Mike and Hunt, you can't yes. say that too. You yeah. got to separate them with a comma. No. But I used to hate that dog because it was
2: would...
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. no. stupid dog laughing at me. Do yeah. you remember uh, uh... Robbie the robot? What like Nintendo what had thoughts? a robot that oh, yeah, played yeah, games yeah. with you? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And the power glove.
1: That's something completely different.
0: Not that kind of power glove. I remember when I got the Power Glove for Nintendo. Oh, I was yeah. so excited.
1: Was it like uh, a, a punching part? Or what What was the glove used for? Or, or did it have something on control, the
0: side? Yeah, the fingers were buttons. Yeah, yeah. And I think it had this movement as well. So mm-hmm. you can play almost any game yeah. with the Power Glove. Yeah. But there were some games specifically, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Uh, oh, yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah, That was a Power Glove game. Yeah. And there was a few more. And it really... I don't know. In the end, it was kind of a, a bit of a letdown, but I still remember the feeling that I had when I was a kid about things like that. It was just so exciting. Yeah. And I I never worried about politics. I never worried about what gender I was. Yeah. I never worried about really anything. I just enjoyed being a kid. That's right. And I look forward to going to my grandma and grandpa's place twice a year. Yeah. And kids do not have that now. Hey. Okay? Some do you know but not to the extent that
1: did. Kind of scrolling through. maybe we've got a little bit of a niche now because people really like the conversation about the uh, <laughs> the arcade games and stuff. but if you go to if you go and you look at the new arcade games now the concept is still roughly the same. you know you still only play for a couple of minutes now they're like two dollars a play. but uh, one of the favorite ones that I've got now is the uh, the Super Mario Kart and uh they've got you know you can play against four or six or eight players and it takes a picture of you as you're sitting there so yeah yeah and and so say you want to be mario and you put your your face properly so that i've got a mustache like a real mustache Mm -hmm. like a mario mustache and then uh and then you're driving along and you know you could throw all your toys and uh uh all your uh, uh all your collector items and and that and Blow up all your other uh, opponents. Anyways, point being with that is the games have come so far in terms of their technology in the arcade, but they still last just a few minutes versus the games that you're playing, like any Call of Duty or something like that. You just play that forever.
0: You so, quit. how do we tie this into current events and what we've been talking about? Because there's someone that said we should change the topic, but I really think there's something <laughs> here. There's a reason we're talking about this
1: nostalgia. That we we want things to go back to the way that they were. We miss that. And they never will. No, they will never do that.
0: No. They never will. Yeah. I guess we just have to find something better and more fulfilling.
2: Yeah.
0: Maybe. Maybe something better and more fulfilling is uh, one-on-one interactions with our fellow human beings that we've been missing over the last few years.
1: Well, and yeah. So I was I was pointing out one of these little arcade games here the little touchscreen ones those were meant to be two and well two three and four player games so if you can imagine what candy crush did on our phones in terms of now everything is just solo these little uh, arcade games that used to sit on the uh, bar bar tops um, the idea was that you basically you know you play your player game for 20 seconds and then the next person plays for 20 seconds and that was a lot of fun doing that, and and I think people have kind of got away from from doing that. I know games nights, right? Like just playing board games. My uh, my yeah. daughters and I would always play board games, and I kind of miss that. That's the nostalgia. So
0: I think that's how that ties in. Yeah. Um. A lot of the stuff that we are that we have available to us right now. Yeah. It really limits how we interact with other people. Um drive through windows fast food yeah uh, like our screens on our phones um you know restaurants that have single seat tables those kinds of things that
1: is true yeah that's true
0: and i i don't i don't actually oh this is i wanted to mention this before i don't actually believe that you know the freemasons or the illuminati or any other secret group orchestrated the last 100 years and made these things happen Mm. I believe that there's very rich, powerful, very, very smart people who pay attention to history yeah. and they're opportunistic and they know that they can do certain things when the opportunity arises. So now we have a society where um, we don't talk to each other as much as we used to. We're not politically involved or engaged. Yeah. Um, we've been made to believe that our own existence is bad and that we're a, a virus on the planet. Yeah. And it created this perfect opportunity for this group of people who just happen to be very, very powerful and, and, and really rich and really smart mm. to increase their wealth by preying on our ignorance. Yeah, I think that's what's happened over the last couple of years. And I know there's a lot of people with a lot of different uh, theories about what's happened. Um, I, I think that... What was that guy's name? What's that theory that uh, the simplest explanation is is often the the correct? Occam's razor? Is that what it's oh, called? I th- yeah, I think that's right. Is that how you say it, Occam?
1: Yeah, I think that's right.
0: Anyway, that that's what I believe. The simplest explanation yeah. is most often the correct one. Yeah. And for me, the simplest, and most plausible explanation to what's happened to us is that we just became distracted. We didn't pay attention. And there are opportunistic predators who use that in order to further their own. Occam, Occam's Razor. That's Occam's it. Thank razor. you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. They're, they're posting it. Yeah. yeah. So if that's the case, then maybe we should start doing things like, oh, I don't know, attending Alberta Prosperity Project chapter meetings once a week and not just specifically for political stuff, but to have some fellowship with people and share stories and, and let people know that they're not alone in their issues and what they're going through, their trials and tribulations. Yeah. Maybe we should be doing more of that and not just Alberta Prosperity Project. Maybe you're involved in a a political party and you have a constituency association and you meet and you talk about things, you talk about your life and you, you, you brainstorm solutions to problems that we're having. Yeah. Maybe if we spent a little more time doing that, um, we could, the world would be a better place. What do you think?
1: Yeah. You know, the, uh, we used to have, well, I've been involved with many restaurants over the the years and there's always the old guys that come in and they sit around and have coffee. There's usually Mm -hmm. eight or 10 of them and uh, they bitch about the world and they think that they can solve the problems. But I've actually listened to a lot of those conversations (laughs) And especially now looking at it kind of with fresh eyes and it's like, number one, why are you just having these conversations inside your bubble? Like actually use some of these ideas and get out there. And number two, a lot of those ideas wouldn't work, right? But they work within their bubble because that's all yeah. they know. But if they actually get out and actually talk to people, they'll find out, okay, well, maybe this idea won't work, but maybe something else will.
0: So so having the restaurant uh, is completely it's turned my life upside down, not just because of COVID, but just because of what it means to have a restaurant before that I would eat by myself in a diner when I was away at work and whatever. I didn't talk to anybody. I I don't like crowds. I don't particularly like people.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I certainly never wanted to speak in front of anybody, Mm -hmm. but when I got the restaurant, I quickly realized that I couldn't do that anymore. I had to enjoy people's company because my, livelihood was quite literally having company over to my home, which is the restaurant is my home. Right. So that changed. And I, I really enjoyed, uh, early mornings having the, the old gray haired cranky bastards come in Mm -hmm. and, you know, just talking about whatever politics, um, giving me a hard time, that kind of thing. I really, really enjoyed it. And those old guys, um, and, ladies but mostly guys mm. they have a wisdom that only comes with age and they're like 110 years old so they got a lot of wisdom and yeah. and I like that yeah but it was unfortunate with the line that we drew in the sand over the covid stuff because a lot of those guys um you know they'll never be back yeah right because they made up their mind that I was uh i don't know a criminal or they were going to die or whatever. They won't come back. They're scared to come back. Yeah. And what replaced it was the hundreds of people that drive an hour or two to come to the whistle stop for lunch once a week.
2: You are correct. You yeah. know,
0: like I mean... the dynamic has shifted quite a bit. Um, we found out who our friends are and who certainly is not really friends of anybody, but mm-hmm. the, you know, the status quo. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I really am. Oh. Now we're just I'm looking. Yeah, uh, I was. The here. Is this is this the KJ Johnson that yes, everybody knows?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm not going to say it. You <laughs> read it. Funny.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Yeah.
0: That'll be on the internet tomorrow. <laughs> screenshot of that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man.
0: And I think that's all I got.
1: Yeah, that was good. Now we're in 15 minutes in. It may sound like I'm really quite concerned about the the time all the time, but uh I did do a 2-hour webinar before this. And I have not eaten dinner yet. <laughs> Really? Yeah.
0: Well, because I, I had,
1: ate so, I ate so much food yesterday that uh, I think I'm I'm good for another two days.
0: I had um mushroom or portobello mushroom bacon fettuccine at the whistle stop cafe in Mira, yeah. Alberta.
1: Oh, I like that one. He's pointing, it's kind of doing that.
0: Rod Stewart wants you. Sugar.
1: Doo, doo, doo. <laughs>
0: Oh, Maggie, I uh, shit on the wall.
1: <laughs> yeah, we saw the, uh, the the graph that he did. That's definitely.
0: All right. All right. There you go. Well, I um, yeah, I think that's it. I got to get to bed because I got to open the restaurant in the morning. Yeah. I'll be cooking breakfast tomorrow. Yeah. Ken needs a day off.
1: All good. I'm going to go and play some games now that uh, you pointed it out. So,
0: Ah. Oh. I want to play some arcade games, but I got to go to bed.
1: Yeah. Nice. Some 1942. Good
0: shooting. Yeah. 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 The weapons that they put on those, uh, airplanes in that 1942, they didn't have that in 19. I'm pretty sure they didn't have that, uh, back then either. No, no. Okay. Well, thanks for watching everybody. I appreciate it. And I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed sharing my thoughts and feelings and opinions with you. And if you enjoyed it, great. If you don't, I don't know. Tough titties. Yeah. Quickly delete, delete. Yeah. Yeah. Unfollow. Pretty simple. (laughs) (laughs) You can go watch another channel. I hear, uh, well, I'm not even going to say his name. What's his name? What's what's, 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 Ross's guy name? No, No, not not even. Not giving him a shout out.
1: No, not doing (laughs) it. (laughs) That's right. I wouldn't either. That's it. Okay. Good night, everybody.
0: I'm going to go microwave some steak and lobster. Mm. Mmm.
1: There's also cheesecake in your fridge. I know. We forgot it.
0: You Know what? If you haven't tried Ken's cheesecake at the Whistle Stop, it's worth a two or three or 10 hour drive.
1: Yeah, it's not heavy, it's this really light, um, thousand calorie per s- s- cubic centimeter thing. But oh, it's so good! It's just- no, no, it is really
0: good. But all of our desserts at the Whistle Stop are sugar free, fat free, calorie free, no carbs. Oh, well, they're all better. good for you. They're basically vegetables,
2: <laughs> everything. So well, carrot
0: cake is made out of carrots. So. Yes, and only <laughs> carrots. All right. All right. Good night. Good night for real. Thanks, Kerry. Good night, everybody. Okay. Good night.